Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
What's happening, everybody? Welcome into ACC Tailgate. I'm your host, Will Dalton, a.k.a. Wilbur and Gold. And I hope you are doing great on this beautiful... Actually, it's not beautiful at my house. It is raining and it's icky outside. But uh, we're back. Uh, I've been looking forward to this show for a while now. Um, it's going to be good. It's going to be juicy. It's jam-packed. Uh, and I'm I'm thrilled to have you guys in here on this... You know what? Beautiful Tuesday. It ain't. I don't know if you can see out the window. Not very well, but it's messy out there. Um, fix my blinds. Um, it's a little messy out there. But um, when you've got the right perspective, you know, it can be raining and messy and cloudy outside. And it still looks like it's damn sunny out there. That's what good... Uh, legit perspective will do uh, for you every single day. You're always going to see the, the right side. You're going to see the good side and the positives and everything. And that's how I roll. And that's how we roll here on ACC Tailgate. Um, so I'm excited because a lot has happened since we last spoke. Um, ACC Tournament is officially over. March Madness. Actually, let me write that down. Uh, March Madness is. I'm sorry. I had something that I previously wanted to talk about on the show or just bring up, and when I said March Madness, it kind of triggered it. See, that's the thing. That is the thing that I love so much about the way I kind of approach doing content is because I have a certain level of authenticity and transparency that I don't think you see a ton of, especially in sports media land. Like literally, as we welcome our new viewer, hope you're doing well. Like literally, my level of transparency, uh, tra transparency, transparency and authenticity literally goes to the point where I literally came straight into this show from boxing up stuff that I'd sold on eBay or Facebook Marketplace because that's kind of my one of my side hustles, one of my means of income is I get my entrepreneurial kick in that. Um, literally they're boxing up stuff like a Sesame street, uh, play set podcast listeners. You won't be able to see this, but I'm showing it off. It's a little show and tell session. Um, sold a couple sets of sports cards. So I found these at target last week. I bought four boxes of these $20 a pop and sold them. So I put them together in a lot of two. And sold each lot of two for a hundred bucks on eBay. Like I'm telling you, sports cards are just heating up. I'm trying to get educated on them, but it's so much fun to learn about stuff like that. Uh, found this <clears throat> the other day. I found this yesterday at a Goodwill for four dollars. Now, if you're not into Star Wars, you're not going to know anything of what I'm about to say for the next ten seconds. But this is a Boba Fett toy blaster. From Return of the Jedi. I think it's from like uh, 2004. Yeah, 2004. So I find it. And anytime I see Star Wars stuff, I mean, you can tell by the stuff back there and the shirt that I'm wearing, I'm a Star Wars guy. And so that's kind of one of the niches that I know as far as flipping stuff on eBay. Um, so anytime I see a Star Wars toy or something like that out at a Goodwill or at a yard sale, I snag it and I look it up on eBay. So I see this yesterday and I look it up. $50 consistently, $50 on eBay, and I bought it for four. 
if that doesn't get you jazzed up, we can all just go home. I'm already home, so. Um, so yeah, I literally just came straight in from doing that. Uh, and I love the fact that I can share that with you guys because that's just kind of, that's just how I do uh, my content. I like to be that authentic with you guys. But um, so let's just get right into it. Georgia Tech, they did it. Uh, they 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 did they did the thing. Uh, they won the ACC title, beating FSU. It was a very very good game. For the most part, close. Uh, FSU started to pull away a little bit in the beginning uh, of the second half as I pull my banners up here. Get it looking all nice and good for you here on the, the broadcast, podcast listeners. Y'all, you, you just get my beautiful voice on the podcast. Um, but no, uh, Georgia Tech, you know, they got down early in uh, the second half. FSU really came out with a spark. And... They, uh, it was looking good for FSU. Then Georgia Tech, you know, did what Georgia Tech has been doing all year. Um, and if you follow either me on social or Chris Landry on Twitter, because he retweeted the video I put out and one drop my pen. Um, you know, we've been talking about Georgia Tech for about a month now. Uh, and it was actually kind of be- now granted it kind of sucked at first, you know, it, it sucked at first because I'm a Carolina fan and I thought, I thought that Carolina was going to pull it off. I thought they were going to get it done. Um, it was a close one, but they just could not. It, it was very uh, unfortunate how uh, that Carolina FSU semi played out the other night. Um, but I, you know, obviously Carolina fandom aside, I was not completely. In a weird way, and I guess that's kind of the beauty in this, is I wasn't completely unhappy with the the final matchup that we got, Georgia Tech versus FSU, because it was literally the two teams that I have been on since the preseason poll came out. The preseason poll, that's when I hopped on FSU, and I hopped on Georgia Tech about a month ago. Those were the two teams that I felt look out for. FSU was more so in the sense that, you know, they were ranked. They were, you know, in the top 25 in the preseason poll, ranked all year, had a very good season in that respect. So it wasn't so much that I thought, you know, was making FSU out to be a sleeper, I guess to a a higher degree, a higher degree sleeper in the sense that I felt, you know, they were, and, you know, we first talked about it months ago uh, back when I introduced uh, the segment that was basically all the ACC teams that were sprinkled into the preseason top 25 poll that ESPN put out right before the season started, a few weeks or so before the season started, and FSU of about four or five, I think it was five ACC teams that were in it, started with UVA. They were the high seed. Um, then I think next was either Duke or Carolina, one or the other. The, those were the next two teams, Duke and Carolina which, you know, we saw what happened with Duke. Carolina is getting hot. You know, regardless of what happened against FSU the other night, they are hot right now, and I couldn't be happier that that's the state that they're going into the NCAA tournament in. Um, and I forget who else. There was one other team. 
I don't remember. It might have been Virginia. I know Virginia Tech didn't start out ranked. Maybe it was just those four. I don't know. It may, maybe it was just those four. Let me know in the comments. By the way, uh, for live viewers, be sure to get on the comments if you would like to uh, get in on the action. I love to engage with you guys. And you guys know this. I love to engage with you guys uh, live on air. So if you got any questions, any comments, put them in the comments. I'll put you right here. And we will engage live on air as I really enjoy doing with you guys. Um, so, yeah, it was either UVA, Duke, Carolina, and FSU, or there might have been another team right before FSU. But the point is, those were the teams sprinkled in the top 25 preseason poll uh, for the ACC. Uh, and the moral of that story was NC or NCAA. FSU was the last team in from the ACC. Last team in. They were ranked number 23. And then Louisville was, you know, kind of the sleeper team that was like right on the cusp of getting in, which, you know, they didn't. They ended up, I believe, to a degree, getting snubbed from the NCAA tournament. You know, they didn't have a good outing in the ACC tournament. So that could have played a role in that. But regardless, FSU was last team in at number 23 in the preseason poll, top 25. And I told you that was way too low because I felt like they were going to be a little better than they were last year, and they were pretty damn good last year. Um, and so that's kind of where I sat on FSU for the whole season, and we saw what happened. They gradually moved up the ranks and, you know, upsets here, upsets there, upset UVA. I believe they got ranked as high as eight, I want to say, maybe. I don't remember exactly. 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 Slurring my words this morning. Um, but yeah, so I've been bullish on FSU since the very beginning. Preseason poll this year. Georgia Tech got on them and pushed my started to push my chips to the table on them about a month ago as I started to kind of, uh, you know, uh, something I like to do, uh, you know, because I don't have... I don't have cable uh, where I live at the moment, so I can't really get ESPN to watch the games or ACC Network to watch the games live. So what I will do is, no excuses, I will go to YouTube, go to ACC Digital Network channel, and I will watch the condensed games after the fact. I will do that. You know, I like to read through the Twitter comments, you know, in live time uh, in, when each game is going on. I like to learn kind of what the audience is thinking and how they're understanding everything because that gives me insights on what I can talk about. Little window into how I do this. Um, so yeah, as I started to really pay attention, and I think it was the UVA game that really did it for me. As I really started to pay attention to how Georgia Tech was clicking, and how I was like, I mean, it ain't ranked, but. They're like hanging with UVA right now. It was UVA game. I'm like, wait a minute here. What's this? And I'm watching and I'm like, this game's almost over and Georgia Tech's about to maybe pull this off. Now they ended up losing because UVA pulled away in the last couple of minutes. But Georgia Tech about pulled that off. About. Um, and they did beat FSU earlier in the season. They did... Uh, beat Clemson when Clemson was ranked earlier in the season. There were some other upsets in the mix, I believe. Uh, at least I think it was FSU that they beat. Don't I think it was. But the point is they beat several ranked teams when they were ranked at the time when they played this season and damn near 
beat UVA when UVA was number six. Uh, and then the five games following that wrapped up their regular season, they won five straight games. Um, one of those ranked opponents might have been in the mix there. Uh, finished the year, you know, beating a Duke team that was starting to heat up a bit. And, you know, it was really a shame for them how that kind of ended for them because they put up real two really nice performances in their first two games of the ACC tournament, Duke did, and then obviously the COVID thing knocked them out. So I'm going to count that as a pretty solid win for Georgia Tech. I don't remember if they were home or on the road for that one against Duke, but they beat a Coach K team that was getting pretty hot. Uh, so five-game winning streak to end the regular season. Then they go into the tournament. And, you know, beat up on Virginia Tech. No, no, that was Carolina beat Virginia Tech. Who did Georgia Tech play? I'm losing my memory already. The point is, now obviously there's going to be some talk that there was an asterisk because uh, Georgia Tech, you know, did not have to play UVA in the semifinal because of UVA having a positive COVID test. That's who I was thinking about. That's why I was thinking about Virginia Tech, but Virginia Tech played Carolina. Um, so obviously there's that, but you still had to get to, you still had to beat FSU. Like, that's why I don't understand all this talk about there's an, you, you know what? The people that are saying that there was an asterisk next to Georgia Tech, uh, in their championship win did not watch Georgia Tech play throughout the season, did not pay attention to what Georgia Tech was doing throughout the second half of the season did not pay attention to what they were doing leading up to that point. That's why they feel, you know, they just see, you know, not ranked and, Oh, you know, they, they got a little hot in the tournament. No, you know, didn't have to play UVA and just have, no, no. If you were paying attention and we all here were, you had to be, if you're watching the show, because we've been talking about it for a couple of weeks now, that's it. Like, you know that that was not an asterisk. You know that Georgia Tech did against FSU what they've been doing for at least a month or about a month, maybe more. They did the same, same crap, different toilet. I'll leave it at that. Um, so, yeah, two teams that I'd been kind of bullish on all year playing for the ACC title it was kind of a good feeling, you know, I it, I would, I would rather have Carolina been in that spot, but it was kind of a win-win, I guess you could say. But Georgia Tech, ACC tournament champion. They're going dancing, obviously. I think they're an eight seed. I think eight, nine, ten, something like that. I think. Don't quote me on that. I'm not. It's something like that. Eight or nine, Georgia Tech. Eight, nine, ten, something like that. Um, in the NCAA tournament. So, and by the way, they're not done yet. I'm, I'm doubling down, the same tripling down. I doubled down a couple weeks ago going into the ACC tournament. Now I'm tripling down going into the NCAA tournament. Now I'm not saying that they're going to win the national title because I don't think they are, okay? Like I'm not going to get ridiculous with this, but I'm just going to tell you what I think. Now I haven't had a chance to look and see what their potential path to the title would be. So before I give you a take on where I think they could – finish up in the tournament, I'm going to take a look at that first. So I actually kind of have something to go off of, you know, that's, that's part of making content and talk, talking a lot is listening even more. So the reason you can talk is because you listen. 
Now, some people don't always go by that. They talk, they don't listen. That's They make an ass out of themselves. But I prefer to, and that's what I kind of try and live by with my content, is talk about what you know. And if somebody asks you something you don't know, just be like, I don't know. Like, it's not something I spend a lot of time on. You know, maybe, you know, and, and so weird, a weird thing kind of happens when you take that approach of saying just, I don't know. Like, if somebody asks you something, um, when you actually give an answer to something you do know, it actually kind of means more. Like, it's more credible because they're like, okay, if this guy's honest and transparent enough and authentic enough to tell me, like, he doesn't know on something, he might, he probably knows what he's talking about over on this thing. So that's kind of cool how that works out, uh, that honesty factor with your audience, which I really like. So, you know, for what's that worth, for what that is worth, I keep slurring my words today. Parched, that's probably it. Um, so yeah, I don't know, uh. But I will say this, you know, we'll, we'll get more into the tournament stuff on Thursday, but man, cause I got a little NFL I want to get into, uh, here on the back half of the show, but man, Georgia Tech got it done and they're going dancing and I'm here to tell you they're not done yet. They're not done yet. And in that spirit, I would like to like to play a video for you that I showed you actually this was right when I started to get, you know, so let me actually take back what I said earlier when my first little feeling about Georgia Tech was in that game against UVA that I was watching. The first hunch, you know, the, the UVA was, was the one I'm like, okay, this team might be kind of legit. The first little hunch I got about, oh, what's that? You know, about Georgia Tech was after they upset Clemson when Clemson was ranked. Uh, so maybe about halfway through the season, maybe a little earlier. Um, and there was a video that kind of went viral and kind of surfaced of Josh Passner, Georgia Tech's coach, after the upset against Clemson. And I'll just, in honor of their Georgia, in honor of their ACC title, I'm going to play that for you again. Can't go to the gas station, so I did something different here. Okay. 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 Whoa, what's that? Whoa. Listen, listen, listen. listen. Whoa, whoa, man. Okay. I got a COVID listen. ball. Okay? Yes, it's a COVID ball because we can't go to the gas station. Okay? So listen to me. Okay? So Khalid, come up here. You're going to take the ball. Okay? Okay? And he's going to smash it, right, Tyler? You're going to smash it. Okay? You're going to smash it. Okay? He's going to smash it. Okay? He's going to smash it. Okay? Okay? Here we go. Let's go. Let's go. They smashed a COVID pinata full of candy. What? Who doesn't want to play for this guy? Like, I'll be honest with you. I did not know a damn thing about Josh Pastner going into this season. I knew he was young. But other than that, I didn't know, I, honestly, I'll be even more honest with you. Like, I, I didn't even think he, like, I was like, he's probably one, he's probably not even a great coach. Like, because, I mean, I just, I didn't know anything about him. But as the season has played out, and as, you know, obviously we've watched and I've watched closer, 
I really, really like Josh Pastner. He's got a young, he's young, he's fun, he's energetic, and he brought a a COVID pinata full of candy for their upset after Clemson. Who doesn't want to play for that guy? I didn't. I don't know. I don't know what else to tell you. Like that to me is just that's my type of guy that I would want to play for right there. Like obviously I love Roy. I don't love Coach K because he's Duke's coach, but I do understand like I, I recognize like great individuals and I like to study like great individuals and hopefully apply some of that to my own path that I'm gonna go on. So I admire Coach K to to that extent, but screw him because he's Duke's coach. Uh but man. Josh Pastner, he's a cool dude. And, and I mean, I wrote this down. It's like, that's the type of guy you want to play for. Some of the best, you know, and I've talked about it, you know, I was I played baseball up through college. Some of my favorite coaches that I've played for were fun. They, co- they were smart as, in, you know, they didn't. To me, there's a, like, there's a difference between hard work and smart work like i think you can you can grind yourself into the ground for hours on something that's not going to make you any better and feel like you're doing something but you're not i've done that and it was stupid but when you can combine working hard and working smart when you can combine those two things and put them together that's a that's a tough combo to beat and there's nothing else as a player that you would want to play for it's that like we want to work hard, but I'm, you know, I don't want to grind myself into the ground over some, like doing something that's not going to make us better. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you see, I've seen athletes do that before where it's like, they're just doing something for hours on end that I'm like, that's not helping you though. Like you want to be doing something for hours on end. That's like, all right, we're getting somewhere now. That's what you want. Um, and I think that's what Georgia tech has in Josh Passner. He's a very, from what I hear, I still know a ton about him other than just what I've seen, but I hear uh, that he's a very, like, glass half full uh, type of guy. And, and again, like, the best coaches I've played for, personally, they make you work hard, they push you, they've got a high standard, but they also kind of have that fun element to them. You know, they don't take things too seriously because they understand that, like, that balance of, I, you know, working hard, working smart, but not taking it too seriously and keeping it loose and relaxed. That's actually how you get somewhere. Not by staying tight and just, uh, not that, that loose, that loose pop, like that energy. That is, that is what you're looking for. And I really see some of that in Josh Pastner. So I hope to see him continue to do really great things over Georgia Tech. And I see no reason why he wouldn't. So let me actually move on to this. Cam has been re-signed by the Patriots. This is something we actually talked about last week because Spartan Barton uh, asked me, you know, were any teams in free agency kind of looking at Cam? And my response was not that I had heard. And I actually, I called you, I kind of called this one too, um, that I thought that the Patriots would eventually re-sign him. And, give him a shot. I think he deserved a shot to be on a team. I think he deserved one last shot 
to be on a team that at least had some solid weapons around him. I'm not talking about signing him to what he had last year, which was nothing. He had nobody to throw the ball to. I, I laugh when I, I read the comments, you know, when, um, you know, because I, again, like to learn things. I like to learn what the audience is thinking. You know, I read all the comments on all the different posts that said Camry signs this and that. Uh, and I, you know, on some of the posts where they were talking about Cam's 12 rushing touchdowns that led the NFL, you know, all the comments like, yeah, but where's the passing? At? You know, where's the passing touchdown? What about the passing? We're going to talk about the passing. My guys, he had nothing to throw to. Nothing to throw to. Like, what do you want him to do? Like, that, that, that was my whole thing and my whole issue with, with this talk that was a year premature, I believe, last year when he signed for the first time with the Patriots was, all right, this is it for Cam. This is it. He's got to get it done or he's out or he's a backup, one or the other. But this is it. That would have been the case if they actually had some weapons for him to work with, but they didn't. So that talk was a year premature. And one thing we talked about last week is that Cam, assuming he gets picked back up by the Patriots, and obviously he did, they need to give him some solid, just solid weapons. The defense, for the most part, is coming back. We'll see what happens with Stephon Gilmore. But he's going to have a solid defense. Give him just something to work with offensively and we'll see how he does then. And then we can have the conversation on whether or not he's done as a starter or done period in the NFL, because there are those out there and I kind of see where they're coming from that just don't think Cam would ever want to be a backup. He's either going to be a starter or he's done. And I can actually kind of see that. I actually, I could see that more so than him being a backup, especially if he knew, like, going in, like, there was no competition. Like, you are strictly the backup. This guy is the starter by default. There is no competition. You know, if there was a quarterback competition, maybe. But if he just knew going in, like, you are a backup, this is what you are now, I don't think Kane would ever do that. I think he would just retire and move on to other things because he's that type of brand. He's that type of personality. I don't – I just think that's how it would go. Um so, the Patriots re-signed Cam, and they have also gotten their wallet out for a change and gotten some weapons around him. And they, it has been a busy morning. It's been a, la a busy last couple of days for the Patriots, but it's been a very busy morning for the Patriots because over that course of time, they've obviously re-signed re Cam. They brought in yesterday uh, a tight – I forget his name. He's a really good tight end. You've been seeing him all over Instagram. That, you know, uh, that highlight where Tannehill throws and he kind of tips it up over the defender and catches it. That one, uh, tight end from the Titans. I forget his name, but he's a legit uh, TE1, tight end weapon uh, for Cam to throw to. So they also brought in a pass rusher yesterday. For, I don't know his name, uh, but pass rusher, that helps. I think. And don't quote me on this because I'm not 100% sure, but I think I heard that they got Nelson Aguilar too, who he hasn't been what he was on the Eagles, you know, kind of during that Super Bowl run and around that time for the Eagles. But, you know, he might still have some of that in him, so that's a legit weapon. And then the big one this morning dropped. Patriots are signing uh, Chargers tight end Hunter Henry 
to a three-year deal, I think it was. Uh, so they and, – and there was some other receiver that they signed this morning. Like, they're loading up. They're stacking the deck. They're stacking the cards for Cam. And it's time. I mean, I, I, I told you guys we would have this conversation – Assuming he finally gets some weapons, and literally not a week after that conversation happened, here they come. Patriots are stacking the deck. Patriots are, are building it up. They're building it up enough uh, to the point where, all right, Cam, this is what you've been waiting for. This is your time. This is what all the hype videos have been about. This is what all the training has been about. This is what all the things you've done in the background that you haven't shown people. You know, Cam likes to show his hype and workout videos. But don't be mistaken, there's a plenty that he is doing that ain't on screen. Probably most of it is not on screen, what he's up to, because he's just that type of character. So this is what it's all been about. Ever since he got released by the Panthers and Cam was down in the dumps, this is what it's all been about. This is what he's been waiting for. This is what he's been preparing for. And the time is here for Cam. And, I, and I'm just going to be on that side of it, and I'm just going to say it's going to work out. I'm not saying he's going to be Cam from 2015, unfortunately, with the Panthers. Uh, I'm not saying he's ever going to be that Cam again, and I think actually probably a good thing for him, to, which he probably has that level of self-awareness to know he's not going to get back to quite that point, but maybe not far from it. Because I mean, we saw the flashes of it before he got COVID last year. Don't forget that. It's just you can't carry a team that has no weapons with your legs when everybody on the other side knows you're getting ready to run because you're Cam freaking Newton. That ain't going to last you very long. But the fact that they were they were still able to go 7-8, and 7-9, whatever it was, they didn't make the playoffs, but they were at least in the conversation. That says something. So now they got some – and who the hell knows what else they're going to sign uh, over the next few days. I mean, they may not be done yet. I mean, they are on a roll right now. I mean, every couple of hours I look on Instagram – Patriots sign this guy. Patriots sign this guy. Patriots sign this guy. And it, when you read the comments on, you know, when you see other players around the league commenting on who, on these players, because some of them I didn't know, it's like, all right, they're kind of, it sounds like they might be legit players. So, and obviously Hunter Henry is. Obviously Nelson Aguilar, to a degree, could still be. Uh, the tight end from the Titans obviously is. Uh, so, it's time. This, this is the year for Cam, and I think I think he's going to show out. I think the Patriots make the playoffs, and I think that Cam reestablishes himself. Not, again, not as 2015 Cam, but maybe just a hair, maybe a little more than a hair below that, enough to, to the point where people are going to take notice. And, again, I think the Patriots make the playoffs. Beyond that, I don't know, because you know, you've still got the Chiefs to tend to. Uh, got the Ravens to tend to. Got the Cardinals to tend to who are coming with Kyler Murray, J.J. Watt, and uh, Hopkins and all those guys. And then don't even get me started on the NFC, Packers, Bucks, and you know. But I think the Patriots can make the playoffs, and I think it's time. This is the time for Cam. It's what he's been waiting for. I'm excited for him. I'm excited to watch it. But this is what Cam Newton has been waiting for. And now, let's go to the other side of this conversation. Little dude named Tommy Brady. How much time do I have? Okay, I got 10 minutes. Perfect. I told you that, the, that Tom Brady wasn't going anywhere. Okay, I'm sorry. I saw a 
NFL update coming on my screen. Nothing I want to talk about. Uh, I told you guys Tom Brady wasn't done, which obviously I think by this point we knew that. You know, I, there was some conversations or, there. you know, I saw uh, certain sportscasters or sports media people that I know tweeting that say, I don't know, you know, if Tom Brady does pull off this Super Bowl in his first year away from Belichick, which obviously he did, uh, you know, he might probably just call it a career and just go out on that note. And I'm sitting there thinking to myself, do you not know Tom Brady at all? Do you not know his personality at all? Do you not know his psyche at all? If Tom Brady, and he did, ends up winning his first Super Bowl in Tampa without Bill Belichick, that was way too easy. Like, he's literally going to be like, run it back. Like, I ain't 45 yet. Like, that was too easy. Like, if I can win the first one without Belichick, why would I not want to add on to that? Why would I not want to get more? Like, what? what you, done? What are you talking about? Like, that is the type of mentality that Tom Brady has about everything. And sure enough, and then at the podium, when after they won it, he was like, we're going to be back. We're going to be back. What are you talking about? And then the other day, Actually, the same day that Cam, a little later in the day, that Cam got re-signed by the Patriots, the Buccaneers uh, restructured and gave Tom Brady an extension. Uh, I think it's a two-year extension on his contract. And if he were to start the final year of that deal in two years, he would be officially the oldest starter uh, in the NFL at 45 uh, if he – you know, was starting, which obviously I see no reason why he wouldn't be unless he gets injured, nothing would, uh, or anything like that. So Tom Brady re-signed for another two years, extension. And not only that, and this is actually the bigger point that I wanted to get to here. He took less money, just like he did in, in uh, New England. Now, the problem with New England now or at least last year, they realized that Tom Brady was kind of their security blanket and they didn't have to put all these weapons, at least not really high caliber, high name weapons around Brady uh, because Brady was just that good. And, you know, they didn't have to go out there and really participate in the market like everybody else does. This year they are talking about the Patriots. Um, but Tom Brady did tend to take less money, so they could, like, re-sign Gronk when they were at New England and uh, others, you know, uh, throughout the years. He did tend to take less money. Here he goes again in Tampa. Because Tom Brady understands this. And others around the NFL, in the NBA, and other leagues, quite frankly, are starting to understand this principle. The way you actually grow a business or a team or anything, 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 literally, but in this specific topic, sports teams, sports business, sports organizations, businesses across the board, the way you really grow them, like legit, not just, oh, we did a little better. I'm talking like really grow it into something legit, you invest in it. You put the money back into the business. See, where 
many entrepreneurs nowadays screw up, younger entrepreneurs that are kind of just getting a first taste of some success in the entrepreneur world and, you know, in their business and in sales and that type of thing. They're seeing the money come in. They're doing good. Where they all screw up is they take most of that money off the table, put it in their pocket and go buy a new pair of off-whites or a new pair of AirPods or a new MacBook or uh, a new whip, you know, or a new watch. This costs $5 from a pawn shop. I was not flexing. Uh, they take most of the money off the table and put it into things that are not going to grow in value. It's a fun little short-term gain to get something cool like that, it, whatever, but it doesn't grow the business. If you really want to get that legit success in that in business, as you've already been getting a taste of it, put most of that money back into the business, not in your pocket to buy shit, put it back into the business because you really want to live that life. You know, you're, you're, the rest, the whole reason you're taking the money off the table is because you want to live that life. But if you really want to live that life, put it back into the business. And then again, and then again, and then again, I'm not saying not take any of it because you know, you got to live out here and you might want to do something nice for yourself once in a while. It's fine, whatever to each their own. But you really want this. You really want to live that life. You really want to grow this into something legit long-term, put it back into the business, hire an extra person get something else that's going to, you know, get buy, buy a nicer camera to make better quality content, get whatever it is, you know, put the money back into the business to make it better and to grow it. You might have more, less, this is quickly becoming a business podcast. You might have less return or profit in the short term because you're putting all the money back into the business, but over time, and you can all, but here's the thing, you can always cut costs over time. You putting that money back into the business is actually going to grow your revenue even more. And that's when you start to see the difference between rich and wealthy right there. And it's no different here with Tom Brady. Tom Brady knows and Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs know because there is talk that they will be restructuring his deal for the same reason. Steph Curry, KD and the Warriors knew this because this is why they were able to keep all those players around there during the dynasty years for that long is because Steph and KD and Clay took less money to grow and add more money to different things and players. They understand that it ain't about the money. You obviously want to get yours. You want to get paid for obviously, but you could take some of this frothiness off the table and give it back to the team to sprinkle around to other players that you want to keep, to give to other players you potentially want to go get and acquire. And that is how you build a Warriors from a few years ago over those handful of years. That is how you build, hopefully, what the Chiefs are going to be long-term. That is how you build what the Buccaneers are clearly already redoing and doing in Tampa right now because, I mean, they brought back Shaq Barrett. They bought, brought back Gronk. They brought back Chris Godwin. Leonard Fournette is in talks. When you put the money back into the business, you grow it. And you make it, attain, and you make it sustainable. It's not just a one- or two-year wonder where it's like, oh, we had it, and now let me go get some stuff. No, it's like 
We had it. Let's go get some more. Let's go get you some more. I don't need that money. Like, screw the money. Like, I don't I don't need all that extra cash. Like, screw that. I want to make I want to get better here. I want to grow this into something legit. I want more Lombardies to throw over the river. That. That. That is how you grow a business just or make what the Buccaneers have or what the Chiefs have or what the Warriors had over those few years. That is how you make that into a nice little handful of years. That's what, a, that's how you go. Uh, that's how you make a nice run and something sustainable as a team, as a sports organization is by your stars taking maybe a little less money like Tom Brady is, like Steph Curry did, like Patrick Mahomes is going to do in a few weeks and sprinkle it around to other things and grow. That's how you do that. So on that note, let me finish with this as I literally have like two minutes. <clears throat> um, so March Madness, I don't know the actual date that it officially starts, but it's here. The bracket's out and it just feels, you know, I guess much like I was going to have, you know, the feel good conversation I had the other day about the AC tournament coming back after, you know, that's kind of, that was the location for everything hitting the fan with COVID. We didn't even get into the March Madness last year. Like, we didn't get an NCAA tournament. It was originally going to be no fans, which was weird amongst itself, but then it just got wiped, period. And the fact that it's here, and the fact that it's back, like, we are so starved and deprived of March Madness that even though, obviously, it's not going to be completely back to normal, I think we're going to have to wait till next year for that to happen with like pretty much the entire capacity of fans and all that, but it'll be good enough. Just like the ACC tournament was. Um, it feels good. Like it, it just, March Madness is here. We're deprived of it. We're ready for it. And even though it's not going to be quite as what it usually was and what it ultimately will be back to next year, a year from now, the fact that in some shape, way, or form, to some degree, it is back for the most part, just without the fans, like, it just feels really good, and I think it's going to be one heck of a tournament. I'm so excited for it. I'm excited to see how Carolina does. I'm excited to see how all the ACC teams do. I'm just excited for – there's nothing else like it. You know, obviously, you know, the playoffs and the NBA, the NFL, uh, uh, Major League playoffs, you know, obviously those are the best. That's as good as it gets. But you, there's just nothing quite like March Madness. You know, it's all on the line one game. This isn't a four, you know, four, five, six, seven game series where you got some some games to work with and strategize on different nights. This is it. Money's on the table. All the chips are in. This is it. You got to get it done or you're going to the house. That's what makes March Madness so unique, and that's why I'm excited it's back. Um, and I'm excited to be here with you guys this year uh, throughout the whole thing. So that's going to do it for Tuesday. Appreciate you guys tuning in to AC Tailgate. Um, this was a fun show. Uh, a lot of I felt a really good energy, a lot of energy, a lot of a lot of pop. Uh, you know, pop, you know, hitting pinatas and whatnot with Josh Passner. So. Uh, Thursday, same time, same place, 11 a.m. Eastern time, right here on Chris Landry Football. 
uh, go check out our website. Appreciate our podcast listeners. Uh, appreciate you guys getting in uh, on our special offer from our sponsor, American Betting Experts. Uh, still got that on the website if you're into the whole sports betting thing. Um, keep an eye out for the sports cards. Uh, but, yep, yeah, other than that, appreciate you guys tuning in as always, and we'll see you on Thursday right here on Chris Landry Football. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%.